0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today we're continuing our series on the ABCs of faith. You know, before you can master any subject, what subject is more important than faith? Because faith connects us to the life and the power, the grace of God. But we have to understand the ABCs before we can go on to greater things. And so we're dealing with the issue today of how faith comes. Um, Faith is the substance we saw last time of our spiritual life. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's something that we possess in our hearts. It's the foundation really of our whole spiritual life. But first you've gotta have it formed in your heart and uh, so that we're believing in our heart. It's your most precious possession and therefore it's very important that we know how to get faith. It is a gift of God. How does faith come? It comes from God and more specifically, it comes through the word of God. Romans 10:17. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and so we're explaining that and motivating you, really, to put the word of God first in your life if you want a strong spiritual life, a foundation in your heart out of which you can live by faith and walk by faith and talk by faith and see God working in your life. Well, one analogy for faith, to explain this, is that it is spiritual sight. You see, faith sees the invisible. God's invisible. All his blessings are spiritual and invisible. And so to to comprehend them and to receive them, uh, you do that in your heart and you do it through faith. It's perceived spiritually through faith. So God, in his grace toward us, is light, is the light, you see faith is our ability to see that light. It's our ability to receive that light. So faith is, grace is light, faith is sight. And uh, a man who's lost in the darkness, God has to do two things for him. First of all, he needs to reveal himself to man. He needs to shine his light upon him. But more than that, he has to give man the ability to see the light. That is the ability to believe, the ability that that we call faith. And uh, he does both of these things through his word. You see, his worth contains the grace and the power of God, and it also contains the faith by which we can see and receive this grace. Psalm 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of his words into our heart brings light. You see, the word contains and communicates the light of God and also the faith to see that light. So that if those words have entrance into our heart, that faith is produced and we are able to see the light. The entrance of his word creates light. We see it and we believe it and we receive it. God's words contain the light of his truth and grace and they also impart the sight, the faith to our hearts. And so when we receive his words of grace and we let them have entrance into our hearts, the light is turned on in there and we see the truth of his grace. Then faith, you see, then is created in us by which we see the light. And so if we know that faith is produced through hearing and receiving the words of God into our heart, then we should be thirsty for his word. And that, the psalmist in Psalm 119, he was thirsty. Let me show you how thirsty that psalmist is. See if you're as thirsty as this. Psalm 119, verse 127, he says, I love your commandments above gold. Yes, then find gold. Yes, I esteem all your precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore does my soul keep them. The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and I panted, for I longed for your commandments. That's the attitude we should have toward the word of God. Faith, you see, is a gift of God. He gives it through giving his word. Faith comes by hearing the word. And it grows as you continue to hear the word. But it goes if you don't keep feeding on it and receiving it. The unbelief will come in and displace that's in the world and Satan helps as well and so forth. As a result, the faith will go if you don't keep putting the word first. See, God's word contains and brings light into your heart. But you must then surrender to the light, embrace the light, trust that light for faith to be fully formed in your heart. If you don't willingly respond to the light, if you reject that light, then the darkness and the blindness of unbelief will enter in and take over the heart again. And so build your faith now while you uh, have it strong so that when the pressure, when the crisis comes, you'll be ready. Well, we've been seeing that God's word contains faith. And we, we, we build faith into our heart by meditating the word until we understand it. And then we meditate it more until we accept it and we believe that it's true for us. And then finally, we continue until we're ready to trust and surrender and believe we receive that promise. And at that point, when the will has, has surrendered to the word of God, then faith is formed in the heart. And now your connection is established. With God's grace and power and that whenever you act on that word now whenever you speak that word out of a heart of faith that power of God is released in your life praise God well once faith is there God's power can work because that is the channel through which God's power works and so this is how God works in our life generally First of all, he doesn't just impose things on you because that would violate your free will. What he does is he declares his word of grace to you and gives you the chance to accept it or reject it. You hear the word, you believe it, you receive it. And then faith is formed in your heart and then the power in the word can now work through your faith and accomplish what God wants to accomplish in your life. That's how God works. And so, for example, Psalm 107, verse 20, it says he sent his word and it healed them. How did God do it? Through his word. The word contains healing power and it also contains the faith. And if you accept the word, the faith is produced and the power is released and it is done. 2 Peter chapter one also describes that process. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you through through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ so God is moving in grace towards you he wants to bless you how's he gonna do it he he gives you knowledge of his word and of himself through the word you have to he does it through that he doesn't impose it on you and then verse 3 says as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness in other words God is moving in grace he's given everything to you by grace but you have to still receive it because he goes on to say through the knowledge of him who called you to grace and virtue you have to have a knowledge of God you have to have faith to receive his grace and then he explains how you get that knowledge how you get that faith Verse four, by which have been given to us yes this is what God gives to us before he gives the answer to us, he gives us the word, because the answer's in his word, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, you see. He gives you his promises, that through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature. What's the divine nature? It's the blessing. It's his love. It's his healing. It's his power. Praise God. It's whatever you need. The divine nature, he he's gives himself to you, but you have to receive his precious promises first. Those promises give you the faith, give you the knowledge of God. And then you are able to partake. Then you're able to come to God and believe you receive that divine nature, that blessing. So that's how God works in your life. He gives his word to give you faith so that as you have the sufficient faith, then you are able to trust and partake of of his grace. There are promises of God that cover every area of life. And you are to build your faith in each one of these and partake of that blessing. You know, you, your faith can be strong in one area and weak in another. If for faith, for healing, you need to, to receive God's words of healing. For faith, for love, you need to receive God's faith, words on love. For faith, for salvation, his words for salvation. And that way you can receive that area of grace. You need the Word of God. Without the Word of God, you can have no faith to partake and receive what God has for you. Praise God. Receive, as it says in Thessalonians 2.13, it says, be like those who actually receive the Word as the Word of God. Surrender to the Word of God. Then faith is established in your heart. Then you are in a state of believing of trusting the word. And then it says that word now is working mightily in you to accomplish God's will in your life. All right, well there's no shortcut to gaining faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a lot of examples in the Bible, I want to give you a few of, of this principle. It's a universal principle, so there's a lot of examples. But for example, faith for salvation comes by hearing the word, the gospel. John 5.24, Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Notice, before he believes, he's got to hear the word. John 8.30, it says, as, as he spoke these words, many believed in him, because faith comes from hearing the word. Jesus said to, those, uh, to the Jews who believed in him, notice they've taken a step of faith, they've been saved through faith, but now, he says, now you've got to live by faith. He says, if you abide in my word, if you live in my word, you've got to stay in the word of God now, then you are my disciples indeed. He says it's not enough just to believe the once, you need to stay with the word, abide in it, Keep it fresh in you. Then he says you will know the truth of God's word and the truth that you know will set you free. In other words, you've got to have the word of God and then you can receive the power and the grace of God. Now, uh, it says in uh, it says in Acts 11, verse 13, that Cornelius was told by the angel that Peter will speak words. By which you will be saved. Why are men saved through words? Because you are saved through faith. And faith only comes through hearing words. And, and what actually happened in Acts 10, 44. It says that while Peter was speaking these words. The Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. Why were those saved who heard the word? Who, who, why were they saved? Because they heard the word. It was the words. What's so special about these words? The words contain the faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. Without the word, there can be no faith. Without faith, they can't receive their salvation. Let's have a look at Ephesians 1.13. What a wonderful description this is of salvation. It says, in him, in Christ, you also trusted at saving faith. You trusted in Christ. After you heard the word of truth. They could only trust after they'd heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. They had to hear the word of salvation to trust Christ for salvation, in whom Christ also having believed, having trusted, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see how that works? First they heard the word. Faith was imparted to their heart. Then they trusted And having trusted, the connection with with God was set up through which the Holy Spirit could come in and seal them and make them new creations. Hallelujah. Well, the classic passage of this is Romans chapter 10. And and he's talking about salvation, but salvation includes all the blessings of God, actually. So the principle applies to all the blessings. Romans 10 verse 8 talks about the word of faith, which we preach. Why is it called the word of faith? Because It contains faith and it imparts faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. And then it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so notice saving faith is possessed in the heart. It's not head faith, it's faith in the heart. It's a heart that's trusted and surrendered to the Word of God. And so when you trust in Christ as your savior and Lord, you have that saving faith and you will show it by confessing him as your Lord. For the, with the heart, verse 10, one believes unto righteousness. That saving faith, you believe in your heart unto righteousness and you're justified before God and forgiven. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You release your faith by the confession of your mouth, You release that thing into manifestation, into fullness, when you act your faith. So the primary primary result of you believing in your heart is that you confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart first, then you confess with your mouth. And then it says in verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. If you believe on, if you put your trust in Christ, you'll not be ashamed. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And and so he's talking about now calling on the name of the Lord. Jesus as Lord. Trusting him to save you. That's saving faith. But here we come to this verse 14 that I want to focus your eyes on. Paul says, How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? He says there's there's a process at work here. An order that's necessary for salvation. Number one, God's word must be preached. That's where it begins. So that the man can hear it. Why must he hear it? Well, faith comes by hearing. But anyway, the word must be preached so man can hear it. He must hear the word in order to know about and to believe in Jesus. To believe the gospel, that Jesus is the son of God. He died for your sins. He rose from the dead. How can he believe that unless he's heard the word? The word gives him the faith to believe the gospel. And then he says, he's got to have that faith before he can call on the name of the Lord be saved so the word gives you faith once you have that faith in your heart you're not saved yet because it only becomes a saving faith when you actually call on the Lord to save you when you put your trust in him then you have the faith through the word but then you have to respond you have to trust and then that faith is fully formed then you're saved so there's a process the word must be preached. The, the word must be heard. Faith comes. Faith is built in, into the heart to the point where you are ready to trust, to call on the Lord to save you. And then you are saved. Well, before a man can call on Jesus to save him, he must believe the gospel. But he can only have faith to believe the gospel by hearing his word. Why? well the key link there's the key link verse 14 how can they believe of whom they have not heard you see so that tells us again there is only one way to get faith how can they believe unless they've heard faith can only come one way how can you believe in a promise of God unless you've heard the Word of God on that subject faith comes by hearing the Word of God doesn't come by your birth your nationality, your intelligence, your hard work, your willpower, your praying. Faith comes by hearing the word. And that's what he says in, the, in the, later on in verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You might think I'm repeating this point a lot, but you need to get hold of that. There's only one way you're going to get faith in your life. How does faith come? How does it grow? By you hearing the word of God. That's how God works in your life. He gets his word to you. You receive it, faith is in your heart, and then the power of God can flow. Isaiah 53, one says, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's the same one who sees the power of the Lord revealed in his life is the one who believes the report. God sends his word, his report of what Jesus has done. Isaiah 53, if you believe the report, then God's power will be revealed in your life. Well, faith for healing. We see with the woman of the issue of blood in Mark 5, it says that she heard of Jesus. That's where she got the faith. And then she, with that faith, she believed she received her healing when she touched him. And then Jesus in verse 34 said, it's your faith has made you whole because your faith received the power of God. But where did she get the faith? She heard of Jesus. Acts 14, there's a crippled man. In verse 9, he heard Paul speaking. And Paul looked at him and he saw that he had faith to be healed. He wasn't healed yet, but he had the faith to be healed. How did he get the faith to be healed? Because he heard the word. And uh, Paul told him to stand up and walk, and he did. Praise God. Sometimes you've got to act on the word. Once you've got the faith, you've now got to act on the word to see that power released. Well, Luke 5.15 talks about great multitudes came together, not just to be healed, it says to hear and to be healed. To hear the word because faith comes by hearing the word. Then they had the faith to receive their healing. That's why Jesus, it said in Mark 4.23, he went about teaching the word, preaching the gospel, and then healing the sick. First he needed to preach and teach because faith comes by hearing the word. Then the healing can happen. Now, let's look at Peter, how he had faith to walk on the water. Matthew 14, 28, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. When Peter had come down out the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Wow. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. I want you to notice that Peter walked on the water by faith. You might say, well, surely that was just a sovereign miracle of God. No, if it was a sovereign miracle of God, then when Peter panicked, it wouldn't have made any difference. But the fact is, when Peter began to get anxious and worried, the power of God began to shut down, and he began to sink gradually. That can only be if the power was flowing through his faith. And as his faith diminished, because his eyes got off Jesus, and the power began to shut down. So the, he, he walked on the water by faith. That faith united him to the power of God, which held him up, you see. Where did Peter get this faith? He got it from that one word of Jesus. Come, come to me, Peter. And Peter knew that he needed a word from Jesus to do it. That's why he said, Jesus, give me a command to come to you. And Jesus did. Once he had the word, that's all he needed. Faith was put in his heart through that word, which connected him to the power of God and he could walk on the water. Actually, he didn't walk on the water, he walked on the word. Peter just had one word from Jesus and he was able to, had the faith in his heart and he walked on that word. You've got the whole Bible to walk on. You've got every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ. So don't criticize Peter for sinking a bit. He was was walking on the word of God and it's time for you now to step out of your boat and start walking on the word of God. You just need one word from God that you believe in your heart and you can walk on. Well, praise God, one word gave him all the faith he needed to walk, to do it. Because his eyes were on Jesus, as long as his eyes were on Jesus, you see, the one who gave the word, meditating that he's the one that's powerful and gracious and good, he will be faithful to his word, he was able to receive that word in his heart and walk on that word, you see. And as he walked, as he acted, the power of God flowed. That was, the faith in his heart was the foundation for his action. Now, the power was even in the word. God's power was released through the word. Now, I want you to notice what went wrong. The storm, actually, should have made no difference to his ability to walk on the water. Because the walking on the water came through the power of the word. You know it's not as if he could walk on calm water but the storm so impressed his distresses his senses and it distracted him from looking to Jesus trusting in Jesus and his word that natural unbelief came into his heart. You know what you meditate on will control you and having received the word you see he did receive the word but you still need to meditate on the word even after you've received it, and keep your eyes on Jesus and the promise if you wanna continue to walk successfully on that word. I want you to notice that Peter had the word in his heart but he got distracted by the circumstances. You know, you may have a promise in your heart and there may be all kind of stuff going wrong, but the point of this is God's word will come to pass got nothing to do with those circumstances God's word has the power to do it he had the power to walk on the water I don't care how wavy and windy it was the power was in the word just as long as you keep hold of the word in your heart God will cause you to go over hallelujah but do not get distracted on those circumstances get your eyes off Jesus off the word then the unbelief comes in and the power starts shutting down what do you need to do to build strong faith Put the word of God first. As it says in Proverbs 4, verse 20, my son attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Put them first, be humble, teachable. Make them your final authority. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep reading them. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Meditate on them, give them first place. Why? Because those words are life to, your, to all those who find them. Health to all their flesh or medicine to their flesh. In other words, the word is like medicine. But medicine's no good unless you get, them, get it on the inside of you. You've got to get it in your heart. Then it will be life and health to you. Guard your heart from unbelief with all diligence. For out of the heart flow the issues of life. If your heart has the faith in it through the word of God, then God's issues, God's power can be released in your life. But it's up to you to keep your heart in the right condition. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So keep hearing. And put the word God first and you'll become strong in the Lord.